0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. As we continue in our series, what should I say? What should I say? We're going to revisit our text from last week. So it'll be easy for you to find this morning or this afternoon, I should say. I want you to turn in your Bible to the book of Genesis chapter 35. We're back at Genesis chapter 35, looking again at verse number one, Genesis 35 and one. And here the word of God reads, it says, and God said unto Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there and make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from that from the face of Esau thy brother. Then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, Put away the strange gods that are among you, and be clean, and change your garments. And let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make there an altar unto God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and was with me in the way which I went. And they And they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob Jacob hid them under the oak, which was by Shechem. Today we're going to complete the message we started last week. Back to the house back to the house. This is part two. We're concluding this message because as last week, we, as we looked at our text, we saw where God asked Jacob, as we just read, to arise where he was from where he was and to go to Bethel and dwell. Arise from where he was and go to Bethel and dwell. We discovered that God wanted Jacob to rediscover some things. Wanted him to rediscover his passion, rediscover his faithfulness to God. So he wanted him to change his position. We talked about that. Wanted him to change his position to be able to see God and to do the things that the father wanted him to do. However, as we look at our text, we see where Jacob was convicted in his heart. He was convicted in his heart and immediately responded by instructing his entire house to put away their strange gods or idols, clean themselves and change their garments, change their garments. And today we're going to pick up right after Jacob instructs them to remove the strange gods, to remove the strange gods. Look with me again at verse two. Verse two, then Jacob said unto his household and to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments and change your garments, change your garments. After putting these things away, they needed to be purified. After putting these things away, they needed to be purified. Uh, Listen, after putting things away. You also need to adjust your thinking. After putting things away, remember we talked about putting things away, and then you turn. There's an adjustment of how you think. There's an adjustment of how you see things, how how you're perceiving things. You have to make that adjustment. Listen, external or bodily purification or cleaning is symbolic. It's symbolic here. Now, it is necessary. (laughs) It is relevant. But here is symbolic. In fact, this reminds me of of, of when I was in college. There was a a gentleman who was in a fraternity. And this brother who was in a fraternity, he was um, also an athlete. He played football, I believe. And where he was from, their cleaning methods were a little different. Didn't use soap. Didn't use deodorant or anything. And you could tell on a hot day, I went to school in South Carolina. In the middle of September, after he's had practice and, and walking across campus and you just come out of class, you could definitely tell he was in the area. The, 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 I mean, if you were downwind, you, uh, you knew exactly where he was. So I'm telling you, it's important to clean externally as well. Okay, that's important, but that's not really what this is about. It's more symbolic than anything else. It's more symbolic. You see, but it's it's only when our hearts and minds are changed that we know that we have truly been changed. Do you hear me? It's only when our hearts and minds have been changed. That's when we know that we've truly been changed or truly been cleansed. We truly have been cleansed. I need somebody to type in chat for me, clean my thoughts. Clean my thoughts. Lord, if you can clean my thoughts, then I can see things a little better. Listen, I want you to understand, when your thoughts are clean, you see things from a different perspective. You don't see things the same way you used to see them. Listen, you're not frustrated by the things that used to frustrate you. You're not made angry by the things that used to anger you when you can simply Clean your thoughts, clean your thoughts. Type it in chat. Clean my thoughts. You see, once your thoughts have been cleansed, you see your brother, you see your sister in a different way. You're not offended as much as you used to be. You, you, you look at them and you don't think about all the things they said about you, all the things they did to you, all the things they've done. Listen, you, you don't sit there and hold that against them. Listen, when your thoughts are cleansed, you don't have animosity in your heart toward anybody you're not even thinking that way you don't even worry about that you let that fall to the wayside listen that's something for somebody that's not not as mature as you are you let that go and you can keep going they haven't grown up to the level of understanding who they are in Christ like you so therefore they said no 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 I'm not going to worry about that listen I may not be able to always walk with you but I can still pray for you I can still want the best for you I can still believe God is going to do something in your life and you don't even know it but I'm sitting here praying for you listen I told you the story about Paul and Barnabas. Remember, they parted. They parted. And there's nowhere in scripture that shows where the two ever walked together again. I haven't seen it in scripture. I haven't seen it in historical documents where they're walking together again. But Paul still heard of the work that Barnabas had been doing. He heard of what Paul or Barnabas had been doing in the life of John Mark, the reason why they parted. And when he came to a point of need, he said, I have need of John Mark because he knew what Barnabas had done, even though they didn't walk together again, but yet they were still together in Christ. They were still serving the kingdom, one doing their part on one side and the other doing their part on another. Listen, we can be the same way. You can love from afar, but you can still love. You can still pray for them. You can still uplift them and watch God move in their lives. But you can only do that when your mind has been cleansed. Your thinking has been cleansed, been purified. As it's been purified, you see things from a different perspective. You see things from a different perspective, no animosity being held, no anger being held, none of that. You're able to see things from a better perspective of what God has in store for you, has in store for you. Listen, after being purified, they needed to change their garments. They needed to change their garments. You see, after one bathes and cleans themselves, they do not look to put on the same clothes that they were wearing before. Isn't that right? (laughs) I think the last thing that we do after a hard day's work, after all the things we've been doing, you jump in the shower or take a bath and then you get out and put on the same clothes you were wearing before. No, nobody wants to do that. Nobody does that. Listen, I, if you're a construction worker and you're out there working, laying, laying foundations and, and laying conduit and for, for cable and all that kind of stuff in and buildings, and, or if you're up there roofing, once you finish for the day and you take your shower, you get clean, the last thing you want to do is put on those dirty clothes. That's the last thing you want to do. Listen, if you're working in a hospital or you're working in a doctor's office, you have your scrubs and all that on, you don't take it off when you get home, shower up, and put the same ones back on. No, no. You leave those alone. (laughs) You put on something else, don't you? You change your clothes for that next day. You put on a new garment, a new garment. You, You change your clothes. Listen, you must change your garments. You must change your garments. This shows a recognition that you put away things that drew you away from God, cleanse those things out of your spirit. And now you are putting on a new garment, a new garment free of all the stains of your past. Free of all the stains of your past, showing a new perspective, a new insight, and even a new commitment as you place on the new garment. Listen, as you put on that new garment, you're ready to move forward. The reason why you don't put on the garment from that you had on earlier from yesterday is because that was for yesterday's work. That was for the things you had to do then. But you have a new assignment. So therefore, there's something else that you have to do. There's something else you have to complete. There's something else you have to listen. I don't care if it's the same work, but there's a there's a different thing that you're going to see. There's a different challenge that you're going to have. There's a different test that you're going to have to conquer. And you don't need the old clothes from yesterday. You need to put on a new garment so you can approach this new matter in a different way. In a different way. So you got to be able to put on the new garment. The new garment. And then jacob was reminded he was reminded of something here he was reminded that god had been with him every step since he delivered him until then until then in fact look with me at verse number three look with me at verse three and it says and let us arise and go up to bethel and i will make there an altar unto god who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. In other words, wherever he went, however he went, Jacob realized that the father was with him. He realized that the father had been with him all the way that he went, everything that he went through, he realized that the father had been with him. Every distress, every problem, every challenge, he realized that God had been with him. God had been with him, walking with him through it, walking side by side, walking behind him. And then walking ahead of him. He understood that he was his rear guard. He understood that he also had his rear flank. He understood that he was on his left and his right. And he also was in front of him. The, for God was with him everywhere he went. Everywhere he went. Listen, do you realize that God has been with you through everything that you have gone through? Do you realize that? He's been with you through everything that you've gone through. Listen, every, every health crisis, he's been with you through it all. Challenges in relationships, he's been with you through it all challenges on the job he's been with you through it all issues even in the church he's been with you through it all he said I will be with you I'm not going to be I'm not just going to abandon you I'm going to be with you I'm going to be with you listen there are times when we don't realize that his presence has always been there we don't realize it sometimes we think we made it through on our own we think we made it through and thinking he wasn't there we didn't hear his voice we didn't Feel, feel his presence, but yet he was there every step of the way. Listen, we find ourselves in difficult situations, having to make hard decisions and sometimes don't know how things are going to turn out. But God was there every moment, every moment. Sometimes we sit there and we think, oh, man, whoo boy, I sure made a good decision right there. I don't know how that thing was going to turn out. No, you didn't just make a decision. He revealed his spirit led you. His spirit guided you his spirit was leading you to the place where you needed to be. He was guiding you by his spirit, guiding you by his spirit. Listen, I want to say these four words to you, and I want you to remember them. And don't you ever forget them. You are not alone. You are not alone. You're not alone. I need somebody to type in chat right now. Heal. Never leave me. (laughs) He'll never leave me. You need to be able to type that and be bold with it. I mean you need to have a little attitude while you're typing it on the on your keyboard. Why? Because it is the truth. It doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He'll never leave you. The word says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So regardless of what your challenge is, regardless of what the things are you've experienced or gone through, he's saying I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. He said, listen I just need you to go ahead. I need you to go ahead and, and cleanse and, and 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 put away some stuff Put away some stuff I need you then to, to cleanse yourself To cleanse yourself And then put on a new garment Because why? Because he'll never leave you He'll never leave you He's going to be with you every step of the way Everything, Everywhere you go Your father's with you Your father's with you He's with you Listen, look with me in verse number 4 Thank you for listening to today's message We pray that it was a blessing to you if you are in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's ww.tabo-o-r-s-h-i-p.org for more information.